guys and welcome back to the Social Saint podcast. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so I'm so happy with just like the fact that we got so much love on the last podcast. Like I really appreciate it so much. Like just having so many people just tuning in, watching the podcast for the first time. So many people that have never seen the podcast, so many subscribers. I really, really appreciate it, guys. And obviously this is just the start of a new journey and we're so excited. I'm back today with one of my really good friends, Tolu. Um, how are you, Tolu? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm even thinking about the last episode now. I'm like, yes, yeah. engagement. Yeah, oh, engagement. It was a really good one, honestly. It was so fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you for watching. And then obviously, thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast. I mean, it's obviously amazing to have you have you on today. Mm. How's life been? You've just come back from Nigeria. Ooh. What's what's going on? I can even see the little slight tan. <laughs> slight tan. No, subtle. the tan is fading fast. Yeah. Because this the country... The glow is still there. The, the glow mm, is still there. It might also be fancy though. <laughs> but no, this country is the ghetto. Yeah. The absolute ghetto. 100%. We, when did we... We came back last week mm-hmm. and I may or may not have seen you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cold. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to do this outdoor eating thing. That, can we just talk about that? Last week we went out to eat, yeah? Mm, allegedly. Allegedly. I don't count it. I'm not counting You didn't it. even have a meal. I didn't have a meal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> guys, we went out to eat, yeah? We went to the restaurant. We went out to eat and it was just a horrific experience. It was horrific. We, we all travelled like an hour to get to the destination. <laughs> then we got to the destination and they were like, the restaurant was like we have we don't have half of the food on the menu yeah so then them lot was still on their way so i had to send a picture of the menu and be like half the food that we want to eat is not even there and they'd written on the menu one steak left. yeah one, one steak. burger left <laughs> <laughs> one lobster no they had yeah. i think they had lots of the lobster spaghetti but other than that no and oh do you want chicken no everybody wanted chicken oh my up? god it was so literally so it was so bad so then we got there we hardly ate and then everyone's food was not nice no so then we ended up going we went mcdonald's after you lot went echo after oh. it was just oh it was so bad i didn't know put this out and it was the fact we were in the cold we that's outside. what made the whole situation worse it was like if we just went to a bad restaurant it'd be like, okay that was just bad but we yeah. were freezing cold dedicated outside. to this alfresco dining <laughs> do we call it sidewalk or pavement yeah it was a p- on the pavement on the pavement <laughs> some guy was drunk walking on the street he fell over oh yeah he just tumbled mess that was actually a horrific experience. I enjoyed it though. I would do it again. <laughs> I would do it again. It's one for the books, do you know? Yeah. Like, we can tell our kids about the we time. <laughs> oh my so gosh. That's, that that's was... my experience yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, definitely different to Nigeria. Oof. I'm seeing different. people's videos of them in Nigeria right now and I'm like, Phew. It's amazing. It just looks lit. And Nigeria is just, it doesn't stop. Or at least yeah. Lagos doesn't stop. Yeah. There's always something. I yeah. was supposed to have like a games night, mm-hmm. but because people are always ready for a motive, 50 people showed up to our games night <gasps> and we got locked off. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it, it's just a whole world. Yeah. Completely different. It's from like it's in a different, here. yeah. The, the UK is just in a different, it's in a bubble compared yeah. to the rest of the world. Honestly. It literally is. Um, okay. Well, that's fantastic. Glad that you're up. good. <laughs> a little catch up there. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be speaking about a topic. I've actually wanted to talk about this topic for a while and I've kind of touched on bits of it here and there, but I've avoided it because one, I wasn't really sure how to address it as a Christian. Mm. And then two, just like, um, I don't know, like, I've, I think I've been like overthinking maybe just like how it can be received the wrong way, if that makes sense. So I've, I've always wanted to like, okay. I, you know, I just wanted to address it the right way, basically. But today we're going to be speaking about like pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a real thing. Okay, guys, like it is a real thing. And I think we all know it's real, but it's hard to like call it out for what it is. So yeah. it kind of just gets 
swept under the carpet a little bit. Yeah. I think because everybody's implicated. So talking about it, you have to acknowledge yeah. what you're doing as well and your role in it. Yeah. It's like white people and racism. Yeah. It's hard to face yeah. up to it because you're yeah. like, ah. And also the thing is, even with white people and racism, yeah, if you're, if you are something, like if you are white, you mm-hmm. are white. Yeah. Prettiness is subjective, right? So. Oh, no, yes. Mm, yes. Now, no. no, okay. So isn't it isn't. <laughs> And that's what the whole point of this podcast is because it's like, is there a definitive prettiness? Are we we, we getting into... Okay. Okay. Because I think it is subjective, Mm -hmm. but there are not universal understandings of it, but different Mm -hmm. cultural understandings. So for us, we live in like the West. Mm -hmm. And I do think the West has a a very high standard of this is what's pretty Mm -hmm. or this is what's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But then different societies run different ways. So another society might see something else. But because of like colonialism, Mm. you have to say that main standard, that Western standard definitely is, um, it's trying to be global. It's it's really trying to push the, and the thing is to some extent it's becoming global because even if you see Asian, uh, Asian countries and like animes and stuff like that and Mm. how they like draw them or distort them to have some, more western features it, it, it it's um it's interesting it's interesting it's very interesting <laughs> it's very interesting okay so i want to ask yeah first of all what is your understanding of pretty privilege like when have you heard that term before like what do you think it yeah. means like pretty privilege is the privilege side. So I think being pretty mm-hmm. is pretty understandable. Yeah. Um, is if somebody considers you to have very appealing yeah. features in yeah. some way. The privilege that comes with that is um, in their perception of who mm-hmm. they think you are. Maybe they start to presume like your personality yeah. or like your intentions behind mm. doing certain things or um, your... They, they, you can also presume your presence in a space. So I'm yeah. trying to think of all the different ways pretty privilege could, I guess, be tapped in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it could be like you walk into a space yeah. and all the staff there might think, oh, this one's here to get something really nice mm. because you're pretty. Or, you know, you're walking down the street, someone thinks you look lost <laughs> because yeah. they're like, oh, you know, this pretty person, we have to treat them well. We yeah. have to make sure they're not like inconvenienced in any way. Yeah. Um, so it could be, how what they think your intentions are what they think your personality is like um and it's kind of like a i think it comes with like an assumption of this person either like is beyond any wrongdoing Mm -hmm. or there's this need to want to favor them yeah like oh i want to do something nice for that that person person. because they're pretty whether you acknowledge it or not because the thing is, yeah, before we go back into pre- pretty privilege, one second, like, I just wanted to quickly note, like, the reason why I thought to this topic, or the reason why it, like, really, I was like, now, like, right now, mm. I'm going to do this podcast, is because the other day I was on Instagram, oh, no. and I saw a picture of Molly May and Tommy Fury. Okay. And someone had reposted it and put real life Barbie and Ken. Then I looked at mm. them, and I was like, oh my gosh. Ding, 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 ding. They are Barbie and Ken. <laughs> Kind and of. like, they are at least. Mm. Is Ken is Ken dark haired, or is he blonde? <laughs> or clearly didn't happen to any of. That is a good point. I've always thought I he was know. dark haired. I always thought he was dark haired. 
Anyway, Ken, Ken, Ken on the Nickelodeon show. You know, there's oh, a Barbie. Yeah. I don't know if it's. Is it's he Ken blonde? This whole time. <laughs> He's blonde. But you know. Oh no, some Ken dolls are brunette. But some are blonde. But then that would make Tommy still a pretty good. Yeah, he's still he's still a runner up yeah. for Ken. But it made me realize, like obviously they are seen as a very good looking couple in society. Now within the black community, that can maybe be different. But mm-hmm. in general, most black people would be able to admittedly say that they are very good looking, mm-hmm. and, and even like obviously just general Western by Western standards, she is extremely good looking, and yeah. there's other people who've been on Love Island, who've had, you know, great personality, maybe even had more, been featured more on the show that have like a quarter of her followers. Do you get what I mean? Even the person that won the show, and now arguably, uh, Amber, oh, okay. who is a light-skinned, um, well, she's mixed race, mixed race black, black person. Arguably, you could say she did, um, Molly made it more with what she, you know, she could after she came out or mm-hmm. whatever like that. But there's a reason why Pretty Little Thing opted for molly may the runner-up over amber Mm -hmm. because she fit the brand more and they had i think they hadn't typically done that before molly may no it tends to be the winner gets all so yeah the winner gets the deals but until that year the runner-up got it and she got she got a big deal as well i mean it didn't even match yeah the one that amber got in the end i think yeah amber ended up getting a good deal after anyway but the point was pretty little thing is usually done work with the winners and yeah. that year and i was literally thinking like wow that's pretty privileged that's and now, yeah. th- now that mm. could have a little bit of racism involved there. i think th- i don't know but with molly may mm-hmm. she definitely has pretty privilege but i just thought it was very i think it's easier in, in a society like britain to mm-hmm. sell a white female brand and that's the thing than any, yeah, any other diverse kind of thing. A hundred percent. So she was the shoe in. Like if if I'm a business and I'm mm-hmm. thinking who's going to sell more, I would assume yeah. Molly and you May, could and a hundred percent love. Yeah, and you could a hundred percent do it off of engagement because yeah. really and truly, who are the fans going on whose Instagram pages mm-hmm. to engage with? And that's how they get away on that, Molly May's page. That's how I mean, I follow her and I actually really like her. <laughs> She's I love but, her. yeah, <laughs> and a lot of a lot of people do. But the thing is. The problem is, is that right now, and I've mentioned this in a podcast about five podcast episodes ago, I said, the problem is, is brands get away with only working with certain people Mm -hmm. because of the numbers. And they pay a lot less to black creators or black influencers because it's like, well, you don't get that high in engagement. And now that makes sense financially, but it continues the cycle. Yeah. That doesn't actually change. It doesn't mean it's not also tied into like pretty privilege and... Racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to kind of touch on like um, because the thing is, what I didn't know, I wasn't Mm. aware of, is there's actually a there's actually like a um, there's a oh there's a there's a name for the study of this kind of thing. It's called polchronomics, which is the study of physical attractiveness. Um. In an economical sense. Oh, okay. So, like, being beautiful can make getting a job easier or make you more popular or mm-hmm. earn you a lighter sentence when being convicted of a crime. <laughs> you what, babe? <laughs> <laughs> what? But 
then that would make sense. Like, you know, all you have to do is think, think about, about it, it. And then you're like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually studies into this wow. because it's like that entrenched into society. Polchronomics, if anyone wants to Google it. Pol- with a K or with a... The P-U-L-C-H. Okay. Yeah. Um, really interesting that. Yeah. But not too surprising. Not at all. And it makes sense. But, but it's scary. It to be statistically proven, yeah, proven. is a bit scary. Hmm. Yeah. And the thing is what they, like a lot of, like when I was reading some of the studies, one of the, I thought this was quite interesting. They said prettiness is often synonymous with being thin, white, able-bodied and cis. The closer you are to those ideals, the more often you are labeled pretty. Mm. Which, I, I was going to say, when you said, you know, pretty people are more likely to be receive lower sentences i was thinking in your mind mm-hmm. what was the yeah skin tone, tone or color of color, of the yeah, person person, that yeah. you just imagined yeah because in my head mm-hmm. it was a white lady <laughs> i actually thought of a light-skinned black person ah. which is interesting like versus a darker-skinned yeah. black person i could have thought of a darker-skinned black or, woman but i didn't or a racially ambiguous mm. person interesting interesting so already we're seeing yeah, a little, a little uh, nuance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, have you have you ever personally experienced pretty privilege in the sense of being on either side of it? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think it's not even... I don't think it's disputable. The, the reason I was thinking about the definition in all the various ways is because when you walk through life, you mm-hmm. can tell when people are treating you differently differently and sometimes mm-hmm. it's for the better sometimes it's for the worse mm. um and it's easy when you're a black woman to call out the worse mm-hmm. but sometimes i can think of like when you just mentioned more likely to get a job i started to think about my interview processes mm. and things like that and whether my interviewers or you know hr maybe mm. thought oh Sorry. this is a pretty one mm. like subconsciously of course no one's saying these things mm-hmm. consciously in their minds but oh maybe she would be mm-hmm. good for the role yeah because she's pretty it's tied into the prettiness um i think me and all my friends are pretty yeah i was gonna i was, gonna say, I was literally gonna ask do I'm you not, think you're pretty of course yeah i think i'm pretty I, I think the thing with prettiness is you can't really if you think you're good looking mm-hmm. it kind of i know if Fio was here right now yeah <laughs> she'd be like of course <laughs> of course i think i'm pretty yeah um, Oh, shut up. So yeah, I, okay. I, I definitely feel, beca- and because I think that, I feel like it's definitely affected how people perceive you. perceive me. But then also I've run into pretty people that mm-hmm. I'm just like, I want to be your friend. Yeah. And so that might mean they'll be like, oh, can you like, depending on what setting you're in, mm-hmm. if somebody, if you're, if you're making friends with people, you're mm-hmm. playing a game or something, I might be like, oh, I want them on my team. Yeah. Because I want to be friends with this the person because person. the prettiness is... It's attractiveness. Yeah, and it's the thing is, there's a level of this that we have to recognize is natural, which yeah. sounds terrible. Now, the features we're attracted to might be formed or conformed in some sort of way. Yeah. But the idea of you acting on what you're attracted to is completely natural. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm attracted to something, naturally, you're drawn to it. You act on because of this thing existing, if that yeah. makes sense. So if I find someone attractive, the way I respond to that physically is going to change. Like your brain. Your brain starts chemically doing something yeah, different. The activity is completely different. Yeah. I think... So it makes sense. I I think I am pretty. Girl. 
No. What did I just say? I think all my no, friends. I think I'm beautiful. I don't know if I think um, I'm pretty. Now you've <laughs> definitely experienced pretty privilege. I'm trying to remember. Because <laughs> I, I mm. okay. No, but this is the, no. This is the thing. Yeah. This is why I think I think I'm a beautiful person. But I think that my my inner beauty. <laughs> You know, my soul. I think think a lot of people are more attracted to me because of who I am as opposed to how I look. Mm. Now, I don't think my looks are bad. I don't think I'm an ugly person. Far from it. But (laughs) to some people, I don't, you know why I say not pretty, but beautiful? Because I think pretty is more objective. Is that the one where? it's a blanket yeah, yeah yeah i think pretty is more objective because of society but beauty is more and i, I know you might think the two guys are the same thing but I, do, I just feel like in my head they're different whether or not they are but beauty is more like like i can say that person is a really beautiful person do you get what i mean mm. but they might not necessarily be pretty i might be chatting crap i, I feel like it's the opposite but i'm trying to figure out why i think that because i think beautiful mm-hmm. everybody can objectively agree mm-hmm. that you can find beauty in mm-hmm. people in a way that isn't este- like a, based on aesthetic. but that's what i'm saying so i'm so, agreeing with you so i think i am non-aesthetically wait, girl <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, think, I think i'm aesthetically pretty but i mean but in, the beauty that is the non-aesthetic you think you also have or you think that's the focus because i think on first impressions Mm -hmm. you're a pretty person people might then say oh i get to know her more i find her even more beautiful because of who Mm -hmm. she is and like her values and how she communicates Mm -hmm. but i still think if somebody looks at you they'll Mm -hmm. be like oh she can't relate <laughs> i don't think that's true <laughs> and i don't i don't care like because the thing is what happened with me is i'm glad i wasn't mm. default pretty because oh what you had an ugly I've face got, i've got character now i had an ugly face I too think the ugly ducklings <laughs> are the ones with the most character and i'm glad that i glowed up because i think i've glowed mm. up and i'm not i think people that glowed up because i think that there's a there's a type of pe- people that are just beautiful from young like they're mm. the people that you just just kids that you just think oh my gosh like just stunning did god just spend twenty thousand lo- you know, hours you, just, you, you can't stop looking at their face yeah literally you're just like you're so like i saw a kid in the party the other day and i thought oh my gosh like if yeah. i was not mentally okay i would i, I knew you were gonna go you. into something criminal yeah. i just knew i, <laughs> I would steal you because you look like something i want to look at every day mm. and you're probably really annoying you probably trash your child. parents house you're, yeah you're definitely someone else's child just, you but know. Like that kid was so, and I was like, that kid is cute. Like default, I don't think people can say that kid's not cute, right? But or pretty, right? Mm. But I feel like beauty is like everyone is beautiful, if that makes sense. Which is what that's what I was. Yeah, saying I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, I think pretty. I don't know why I kind of detach from pretty a bit mm. because I don't feel like it's up to me. Yeah. When I'm thinking of my engagement in society. Whereas you, it's, yeah. It's whether people, people think, think I'm, I'm pretty, pretty that might affect me. I think I'm pretty, but I can't change my life with that. I, that's Other the thing. people I have feel to like, think I'm pretty too. I feel like you can say you're beautiful, but you can't say you're pretty mm. in society at least. That's yeah, why I use the terms like that. Mm, I see. But I, I would is... still think that people think I'm pretty. I like to think anyway. Girl, people, well, I think you're pretty. 
So that's one. That's one. One person on my side. But you know I'm obsessed with everyone. Like, I'm in love with Tolly. Sorry. I've been saying this, this for like three years. I'm literally in love with this person. And, um, having, you know, we're both we Christians and we're both like, you know, it's, it's not that it's, way uh, inclined. But. Yeah, but we can be aligned in fate in yeah, other ways. Yeah. Just, but I literally, sometimes I see Tolly and I'm like, I hate that you're my friend because I can't hate you. You're actually very irritating. <laughs> yeah, I literally can't hate you. Because you're literally the best person ever. Oh my God. But, um, it's interesting because I have seen it play out. And do you know what was interesting with Pretty Privilege? Sorry, just to go back. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because, and it, it kind of goes into the next thing I kind of want to talk about. But I seen, when I was in uni, mm-hmm. clubs. Mm, I, mm, I don't know much. Do you, you never so went to I went to a London uni. Yeah. And I was just like, I went to, there was this thing called end of year. There was like an end of year shindig for mm-hmm. the campus. And that would be the thing that I went to. Um, just because You're everyone on campus. Girl. girl, I lived, I commuted from home. And I was like. It's long. Honestly, I'm not going to travel to mile end. Yeah. To go jump around with some dirty, <laughs> dirty students. Screaming. I'm going to stay at home, spend my money on ASOS and just watch Makes Netflix. sense. Makes sense. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my mic, guys. So not not as much exposure, but what was your point anyway? Because I remember being at uni and I don't I've not clubbed much. There was like three mm. years where I clubbed and that was it. Um but it was like pretty girls really their clubbing experience was very different <laughs> and that's why I've never thought of myself as pretty really but I I still think I am but this is why because like it would be like the pretty girls would get drinks paid for. They'd get moved mm. to by a certain looking guy. They'd get entrance That's into the VIP. Thing. They would get just different experience. Even service at the bar yeah. faster. Like, you know, you're standing in a bar. You've been standing at a bar in a club. It's just annoying. It's just annoying. Like you're just there waiting for ages and it's just like, yeah, mm, yeah, okay, yeah okay. no. I mean, I was just yeah, okay. okay. And then it's like the pretty girls just get served straight away. And that's, but... I see that. That's like a thing. And then I remember reading an article about District, which is a club in London, oh about God. how... Have you heard about it? Of course. Uh, yeah, about how they were letting in girls that looked a certain way. Black girls were They've not... They've turfed every black woman they could find. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... Even the ones that weren't even trying to come into the club. <laughs> You're you not allowed past, in. You walk past, <laughs> you walk across the street. Yeah. <laughs> you literally don't come anywhere near don't our club. Don't want to be associated with Absolutely you. Absolutely not. Yeah, so they were... They were, like, well-known for, like, their, like their having policy. a certain aesthetic. Yeah. Um, that looked like what they wanted to be seen with and it's mm-hmm. based on the fact that they're like we want people to be attracted this is why it's so messed up because yeah. it's like we want men to be attracted to the women in this that club so that they want to come back here that's why they some clubs pay certain women to, to come, come to the club mm-hmm. pay for their drinks all night just because of the kind of guys that they know will come that will want to spend money to show off mm-hmm. and it's like those kind of women aren't women that look like us girl no Mm-mm. we are really pretty we are very pretty but we're like picnic pretty yeah yeah <laughs> we're like, yeah uh, <laughs> we're not uh we're like we're like brunch pretty yeah and i love brunch pretty yeah. to be honest because the best kind who of wants to be in the dark at night yeah, yeah. so i'll take it i'm pretty in the sunshine that's fantastic yeah but i i, I know what you mean and yeah. even when you said pretty women when they're in just any mm-hmm. clubbing mm-hmm. partying it's 
very curious who gets moved to and who doesn't mm. because when you can't really have a conversation and mm. be like oh this is these are all the things in my brain and this is why i think i'm a beautiful person yeah. who who gets moved to is run on based just on, on what you these, look like alone because yeah. i just remember i've always been like um not the person that gets moved to girl saying welcome but i don't like and when i was younger i Kinda cared peace in it though. yeah when I, when I was younger <laughs> i cared more now yeah. I'm like behind my friend. Like, Girl, we're here for a good time. It's yeah, just the girls like, tonight. Yeah, literally. Like, if my friend's getting moved to, I'm like, yeah, girl, he's, cute. you know, whatever. But like, yeah, li- no, 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 no. Yeah, Two not, not for one. Like, even you know, when we were younger, like, used to go. I don't know. You definitely didn't do this. I don't know why I say we. <laughs> and used to go dance, like, go out or whatever, go carnival. And girls, mm. your friends dance with a guy and he's dead. It's like, mm, 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 mm. get, get away, Girl, get away. I've, sis. I've been to many a house party. That's okay, also important. There we go. Yeah, it was just the, it was just the club setting. Yeah, that, that wasn't for you. I love being in people's houses. Oh, <laughs> I love, I love it. it. I love a house party. Absolutely. But and I think it's interesting, and it kind of goes back. So back to that kind of pole economics thing. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Um, it's interesting that they say those particular features, like being white, mm-hmm. thin. um, thin, cisgendered, able-bodied. Mm. Mm. Are we going to talk about that? Absolutely. I don't know how, I don't think I have the range, but definitely like prominent. If you think about adverts, when you think about it, it's like they don't exist. Even jobs, when you think about how many people in like my office or, and I guess there's visible and invisible disabilities. Yeah, of course. So it's not necessarily that there's absolutely no one, but it's not. If we're thinking there are four black people in the room out of 400, there's probably two disabled people if that shocking so that it's like they're not even in the running it's it's crazy it's the way society crazy. just puts them to the side yeah but pokonomics pokonomics but that's another thing because then like i said then we have to come into it i think it's important yeah and i can only i can't speak on everything because i am able-bodied mm-hmm. i'm not thin but i'm not bigger i don't think and i can't yeah. speak on you're not British thin, but I think on the, yeah. the, the grand scheme of the world. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, yeah, yeah um, but no, no, what I'm saying is I can't speak on all of those factors, yeah, but yeah. the one I can speak on is race and the closeness to whiteness, the closer mm. to whiteness and this idea of purity and whole and is something that, you know what? I read an article title. I'm going to name the podcast. So I'm going to steal it. It's literally called Beauty in the Eyes of the Colonizer. And I thought, mm-hmm, mm. that part. I heard that. Hmm, because it's really interesting how even now in 2021, we're still seeing the effects of beauty, pigmentocracy mm-hmm. and colorism. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm going to define those terms and how they play out in society. Every day. Every day. Because... If you think about it, so just to define it, pigmentocracy. Oh, uh, like let me I feel, let me quickly find the definition I put on my phone. Um, yeah, colorism. The closer you are, oh no, 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 no that's not the definition. I haven't got a definition. How would I define colorism? Oh, I had it. No, colorism probably. So okay, let's. They'll I'll do def- something about perception right yeah so and basically things. so i'll do i'll do them what they are in my head distance is not from the dictionary so i'm sorry but 
pigmentocracy mm-hmm. is the closer to whiteness you are, the more valued you are. So that's across mm. all races. So that's like the caste system in Asia. That's like colorism within the black community. So the closer you are, so I think colorism comes within pigmentocracy. That would make sense. Yeah. But then is colorism the so if this value based pigmentocracy? Mm-hmm. Oh, Chrissy, you know how you have like meritocracy? Just, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That. Okay, so then colorism within that is mm. is it the treatment of the, yeah the, the treatment you receive? Yeah. Or so it's like this preference. It's basically prejudice versus say. discrimination, maybe like maybe. how how yeah. they play out, like. I, I had the, the definitions other. i've lost them i'm sorry guys but According yeah into oxford okay oxford go ahead languages, colorism is prejudice or discrimination mm-hmm. spot on against individuals with a dark skin tone typically amongst people of the same ethnic or racial group mm-hmm. so that's interesting yeah. where where pigmentocracy is across races it is, yeah it's the and scale the value system yeah then colorism is then somehow within racial sure. groups or yeah yeah ethnic groups yeah so it's within the same, same scale. Yeah. Okay. So it exists yeah. within pigmentocracy? Or yeah, underneath I think so. Pigmentocracy. So yeah, so that's how it's perceived. And I feel like we have to discuss it because that plays a massive part into pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. And just like, because a couple of my friends went out recently and they said they went out to this event and there was a lot of girls there that were racially ambiguous, meaning mm-hmm. non-black, but also not white, not necessarily Asian, Mi- like just, just mixed mi- race, yeah. yeah, racially ambiguous. And they weren't ugly girls, but the guys seemed to think like, oh my gosh, they're stunning, stunning. Oh my gosh, like it's crazy. I haven't been to a party that there's been so many good looking oh girls gosh. or whatever. And it made me think, and you know, we were discussing it. Do girls who aren't darker mm-hmm. have to do less to be seen as pretty? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the it's the short answer. Yeah. The, the yeah. long answer is because of things like colorism. Yeah. And we can't ignore the prevalence of like bleaching creams mm. and like the Caribbean, Africa, Nigeria specifically. Yeah. It's so, so prevalent really because the moment you are lighter, you feel like things come to you a bit more. Yeah. And the only reason you know, people are buying all these soaps and selling all these things because they feel like it's it gives you some kind of access. So yeah. I would say it is easier for them to be deemed as pretty because somehow, you know, fairness is greatness or whatever. <gasps> the term fairness. I know. I, know. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> no, let's get into it. I want to know who decided that word was going fairness. to be fair. <laughs> fair? You could have said like, Fair. Lily of the Valley type. You know, there are other ways to describe... That's a hate crime. Fair. I feel like that's a... How can you equate fair with a word that is supposed <laughs> to mean fairness across all people and now it means light? It's only fair that you're fair. I hate it. You know what I saw the other day when I was researching for this podcast? You know before when they had beauty pageants in America? Mm-hmm. The only in 1940s were people, were people of other races allowed to enter because before that the entry requirements was of good health and of white complexion wait 1940 though that checks out makes sense right but then but no but the fact that that was a white complexion yeah 
Or they said that means some some mixed race kids could have made it in. Wait, let me see the actual. They something about white, and I was like, okay. Um, But then even beauty pageants. Good health on a white race, I should say. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) White race. Because that one drop rule, a lot of those mixed race kids were not making it, whether they looked white or not. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's crazy. The fact that they purposely added that. They were also. They could have just alluded to the. No, no, no blacks, no Irish. They were fine with saying white. Yeah, no. They said, no, we want white. This is for the white ones and everybody else. Because you can't be beautiful. Oh. So why would you enter this contest? Don't be so ridiculous. That was less than a hundred years ago. Absolutely. <laughs> so it all. <clears throat> but we're not race. This is not an institutionally racist oh, country. Oh no, it can't be. America it... is not racist. Oh no, America can be racist to the British, but the British can't yeah, be racist, racist at yeah, all. Yeah. Because then why are the black kids doing well? Oh, point. That the race report just spun fantastic, me. <laughs> fantastic point you've got there. <laughs> Great rebuttal. I mean, some people's heads people need to are roll. People actually but... just insane. They're actually insane. But pretty, pretty privilege in that sense has been entrenched. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, like even colorism and like pretty privilege and just the way that it can play out in even a classroom. Uh-huh. Let's not let, let's not go as dramatic as a club. Let's think of a classroom. You see a kid and you think that kid is more desirable, easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. They want help. Then there's a kid that's darker and that's always talking, doing the most. It just plays out. It just checks out. It. I think you can definitely... Because, again, you start to assume that the, the child you see as less pretty mm-hmm. is somehow just being a bother. Yes. Like, you're inconveniencing me because you're not pleasing me with yeah. your face. So I really just don't want to be looking in your direction. Yeah, literally. Whereas this one, oh, come on. Yeah. She's looking at me like, oh, I really need help. I'm bad at math. Like, I really need to help her. I think it definitely... Something about the brain wanting to look at things that pleases it, yeah. I think definitely plays into it. But then it's, it doesn't mean we can't call yeah. it out and say, this, is this needs is. to change. Yeah. What I think is interesting, um, and I was, I was re- I, th- I think I sent you the article before we mm. recorded. They said in it, like they were, there was a guy and he was, sorry, and this is more from like, a, he was in, blah, blah. He was a Christian and he was interviewing another guy mm-hmm. in the church about like his choices, preferences when it comes to women. And then he said, and I, I want to, I kind of want to go into this later. So I'm not going to touch on it too much, but I'm going to touch on it and we're going to come back to it. He said, who would you consider more feminine, Taylor Swift or Lauren Hill? And the guy said, Taylor Swift. He said, who would you consider more feminine, the white antebellum Southern woman, mm-hmm with the soft meek voice or the slave woman working in the field picking cotton in rags and then the boy said the southern white woman Mm. and that's an extreme that is an extreme like opposing ends like you've you've literally picked two complete opposite people and there's power played into that and all of that kind of stuff but this whole idea of like inherent feminism and beauty being related to this kind of like very specific yeah type of woman i think what one thing i liked about that article um because i read it a couple times it says that it's definitely cultural mm-hmm. and i think that's where a lot of the 
when we're having these discussions, it's very hard to put your finger on it, it. Yeah. Because it almost feels like, oh, everybody's just behaving like yeah. this. That maybe it's scientific or maybe it's the norm. Yeah. But it's actually culture. Yeah. Because I even thought it was curious that with that description of the antebellum white mm. woman, that it says she's what, meek? Yeah. With a meek voice or yeah. a soft voice. Mm, yeah. And then with the slave woman, she doesn't even have a voice. voice. It just says slave woman in rags. <laughs> I'm like, mm. It's, that's even loaded culturally you're yeah, already there's already, yeah. already so much in yeah there. yeah it's it's a loaded question really and the, wait is it why don't she have leading? a voice i i think it's both yeah but i think he didn't intend it to be leading, leading so it's yeah. definitely more loaded, loaded yeah <laughs> but it's it's a cultural thing yeah. that people you're able to grab onto the concept of this yeah. white woman that's meek because culturally you're very familiar with, with that. that. Whereas this slave woman, she yeah. is definitely silent because we don't really, people don't really um, think of the humanity behind someone like a yeah. this slave woman that you immediately your mind goes, oh, 1800. Yeah. And she's just this black woman and yeah. she's a slave and she's in rags. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like animal. Yeah. It's like animalist. She's yeah. animalized. And, yeah. Uh, mm? We've been making up words. Yeah. This. I mean, I do it every single podcast. <laughs> I say a word. I'm like, that's animal. definitely not a word, but um, I'm going to keep it there. Which word was it you said last week? It was, it was definitely... methodological. I've still been but it was to... a word. Is that I a word? I was like, oh, come on, Rianne. You should know that word. Yeah, yeah, it's a word. It wasn't even the fact... I knew it was a word, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> method, method, no, method... Method, yeah. See, it's a lot harder when the mic's it's in front of you. the lights are on. <laughs> the lights are on. The mic's here. We're live in action, baby. And you can't think of words. It happens, honestly. Oh, man. Well... There you have it. <laughs> Three years doing English degree and still can't what? see it. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because recently... I don't know if you saw this whole debacle on social media. It was um, a, with Rachel Humes and oh. Candace Braithwaite, if that's how you say her name. She, there was an article, was it BBC? Someone wanted to do a panorama or something on colorism in the health care mm. profession. Health. As in within the industry or yeah, within with the patients? In- yeah, as in how people of darker complexions are treated. You know, women are five or four times more likely to oh, die yeah. giving birth. Oh, yes. So, the, yeah, so they wanted to do that. And a Candice was in the up... She run. was she was approached... She was approached to a, do it. Yeah. Or something along those lines. And she had and, like, this previous... Yeah. Had years of looking experience. into this. Yeah, yeah. And then they opted for Rachel, Rochelle Hughes. Did Rochelle, I call, did I yes. call her Rachel before? Yeah, you did. Oh no, I meant it is Rochelle. Rochelle. Who is Rachel? I don't know. Where Rachel I was like came Rachel from. Humes, but then Rochelle, I don't know her surname either. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Rochelle Humes. Rochelle. I'm so sorry. That's really annoyed me. I can't even edit it. So. <laughs> Rochelle Humes. Sorry, guys. It's, it's Rochelle. Yeah, it's Rochelle. Um, but yeah, she was the one that got picked and she's the one doing the documentary but there's a lot of uprising about it mm. because it was like the the whole um the whole point of the show was to prove what you're doing mm-hmm. in picking who's going to document it and I think their reasonings were just, oh, she fitted more with the description or we felt like she'd be able to deliver the message better. But in that being able to deliver the message better, that's loaded because it's like, well, what you're saying is that people will receive it better from her because mm-hmm. she's lighter skinned. Sorry, well, didn't they, they, No, they Get also annoyed. said, oh, we didn't even actually offer the role well, to, to Candice. Yeah. Like, well, why not? They, they just, 
wanted to talk to her and it was some other show mm. that they were actually talking to her about but then that fell away and then this one came up Not, it's just all yeah. this you know um, i don't know what it's called is it pussy footing yeah know. yeah these words just sometimes yeah. but um they just didn't really want to say yeah oh no we we turned out this black lady this yeah. dark-skinned black woman because mm-hmm. we thought this mixed race lady will probably be received better yeah and when i think of broadcasting in general mm-hmm. um bbc i think of all the english people outside of london mm-hmm. and what they like to see on their screens yeah. and it's probably those people that yeah. they're catering to because if it was london mm-hmm. everybody knows that candace has been doing this work, work for years yeah we're ready to receive it like it would make complete sense for it to be her yeah but the audience they always have in mind i think in broadcasting is mm-hmm. The other English people who like their palatable white, yes, um, or mixed race in an acceptable sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's how they like to ingest their information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they can't say that. No. Ring, ring upon. Uh, is it the legal ombudsman? I don't know. We're going to court if they ever yeah. said something like that. Yeah. They, oh, a hundred percent. They couldn't say that. But it's so just it's interesting. And it's interesting, even the fact that you say that, because it's like so many people. This whole idea of white passing. Mm. I didn't even know it was a thing till recently. What? Like when we read Home Going in Book Club, that's when I realized that was like, a while ago, no? Yeah, that was a while ago. But like, that's still recent, as in recent, recent in my life. Years, like, yeah. within the last year or so, I realized what white, white passing was a thing. If you don't know what white passing is, white passing is basically the action or the. How do you describe it? I would say it's when you are of different ethnicities or from a different race yeah. or mixture of race yeah. and yeah. ethnicities that isn't mm-hmm. purely Caucasian. Yeah. Um, but your appearance is, is that of a white or mm-hmm. you could be mistaken for a white person. Yeah. Um, there was even a book that we read, The Vanishing Half. I didn't read The it. Vanishing yeah, Half, it, yeah. um, where there were twins, yeah. but one was, was a bit more white passing and she actually decided she was just going to live as a white woman. Um, and the thing is, back in the day, I couldn't even be mad at it. I can't be mad at it. Can't knock your ass <laughs> Because to be honest, in this life, in black, this people, life. People, black people have struggled, you know? If you feel like... But it's just, it's just could just struggle it's, a little bit less. It's the highest level of self-hate yeah. you can have. Just because you, you deny yourself just to not struggle Ooh. in life. You know? Like, I can't, I can't knock it. I, I empathise because like, yeah. I wasn't born in the... Yeah. During you know apartheid and all these yeah. things but geez that is actually, big facts <laughs> and fa- that is factual facts yeah and it's that dissociation with even with your family as well because yeah. it's like who you come from i can't from. claim that why is she looking dark skin for i'm white i'm mm. a white woman white woman <laughs> do you see that meme when was it i think it was when trump was getting elected mm-hmm. and lots of people were painting themselves <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm screaming and they're like Who's who's black? Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'm a white woman. Yeah, <laughs> I, saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. And she's actually. like put like white paint on her, her face. Yeah. Well, then it's quite interesting because um, I and the thing is, I just want to touch on this quickly. I don't want to go into it long, and I know mm. that there's probably a lot of black men listening to this. Well, mm. I hope there's black men listening to this, but that because black men don't like to talk about colorism, especially when it comes to relationships and beauty and pretty and what they find attractive. Yeah, it's like. No. <laughs> but the thing with, 
with black men and this isn't to generalize mm-hmm. i know there's like 60 of you now that are going not me never yeah. me but it gives me not all men vibes I, I just feel like it's lazy when they try not to have these conversations Tations. because you you just like to detach so much but then there was that era when a lot of um black men a lot of dark-skinned or chocolate looking mm-hmm. black men mm-hmm. remember they came out to say oh but when we were at school no one liked us that it was all away. about the light-skinned men it was all about oh. chris brown and yeah. so you can acknowledge that. that you can remember that but it's still happening but to black women when it's now still happening you do not you're like ah oh, but you know can't a guy just like what he likes yeah preference love that word oh you know i actually i the, the ones that annoy me the most are black men that absolutely love black women they're like, oh, I love, I live, I stand. My black, black women, sisters. My black queens. You go queen. <laughs> but look at your dating history. Are they really your black queens? <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> no, this is me, me and my cop. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know how to run this. <laughs> you can do it, yeah. I'm leaving. And that's exactly what they do. They're out of the conversation. That's exactly them. <laughs> they're like, mm, triggered. I can't. Ooh, nah, I, I think I, it's so interesting. Black men either want to over-engage. They'll say, you know, tell a black woman you love her today. Or send a black woman a thousand pounds if you love her. But look at you <laughs> within your immediate circle. You How said, many you, of you, you are you checking your, for When was the last time you sent your mom a thousand pounds? Oh, Rianne, that shot was... <laughs> when was the last time you sent your mom a thousand pounds? When was the last time you actually sent a black woman a thousand pounds? Just full stop. Because it's all... Without having to post it on social media. All cap. All absolute cap, but there's also stop being a pick me. Loving. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> okay, Rihanna's really coming no, for you I'm today. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And then when you want to bring it up to them, these are the same same people that want to cry about it. It's They're not like, true. Or well, it's actually, not... what about another type mm-hmm. of black man that I've come across? The ones that say, "Oh, black women don't check for me," so I just found myself dating <laughs> non-black women. I think that that's just cap yes cappuccino really. cappuccino just ap- I, I because yeah i don't know many black women <clears throat> that don't date black men as a stunt yeah but i know a few black men <laughs> that don't <laughs> date black women and it's somehow the black women's fault as well. oh absolutely don't be crazy you guys are too aggressive they they're too loud well, why has it always got to be an argument we're literally talking about this is a book club literally. we're literally and then the thing <laughs> we're literally debating we're here we're literally discussing the book <laughs> and the thing that's scary it's like they will be the same ones it's like we people need to communicate in relationships we're trying to communicate but all you're hearing is shouting and the reason why is because you have been Internally, mm. I see where you're going. It's misogynoir. Yeah, but it's but it's um you've been programmed internalized racism. Mm. Yes, from the system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm even making sense on this podcast anymore. You know what I'm but talking yes. about? We have all as a, as a whole, including white people, black people, Asian people, being conformed by yeah. society, by the media. We can all agree that we're being conditioned, whatever word you wouldn't use, we are, right? That's the word I was looking for, conditioned. Mm. We are being conditioned to believe in this standard of beauty and this standard of da 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 da. And we understand that when it comes to the wider picture, 
and we're like, yeah, white people are only seeing black people on the TV when they're in gangs or playing mm. roles and certain. But then it's like when it comes to black women, intersectionally. Yeah. Go off. I need to just stop using big words. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like we fail to acknowledge that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, we understand this is happening on a wider scale and that we are being conditioned to believe stuff when it comes to race and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then when it comes to how we are also being conditioned, not just the system, yeah. we're like, of course you're going to add that. That's It's not going to just stop when it comes to beauty. Oh, so yeah. it's going to bleed into everything else, but when it comes to beauty, no way. No. no. And why would it ever affect women? No. Women are just like, if they're black, they're just black. It's not like they're women too. Yeah. Why would they have their own issues, issues that yeah. we can't relate to? Yeah. But it's just like, why would that not feed into beauty? If it feeds into schools, if it feeds into education, if it feeds into jobs, if it feeds into policy, of course it's going to bleed into like social things. Yeah. It's it's a denial. Mm -hmm. And I think nobody wants to be um, implicated anyway, which is what I was saying about pretty privilege as Mm. well. Pretty women or women who may be racially ambiguous or um, light skinned or just all the different things you mentioned about Mm -hmm. Poconomics, mm-hmm. um, they it's hard to have that conversation yeah. without facing up to how you've been conditioned and how you perpetrate the same thing. Um, but men, are, I think it's a conversation that should be encouraged yeah. because it still ultimately affects them. Um, like of the 100%. article you were talking about, mm-hmm. not to get into that again, yeah. but um, it Back says that even learning, sometimes yeah. when non-white men mm-hmm. end up in relationships with um, non no, with white women or just what they see as fairer or prettier, mm-hmm. because they're striving to get closer to this whiteness, mm-hmm. it still puts some insecurities within, within them, them yeah. because they've had to obtain it externally. Certainly. So you're not really mm-hmm. facing up with that mm-hmm. hate that you have That's or that you. insecurity you have about being black. Yeah. And you think your proximity to whiteness by marrying a white woman is going to yeah. do it, but yeah. it actually doesn't. Yeah. So it harms them as well. And if you until you face up to that and unlearn and kind of unwork all the things that says prettier mm. is better or fairer is better. Fairer. You're Still not hurts. really gonna, mm, mm. I know. You're not really gonna be able to fully um, be at peace with yourself yeah. because you're still a black man or you're still non-white. The church. Hmm. What about it? We need, to, we need to discuss it because I think the problem is is that we see this in the world then. Okay, we acknowledge it. Black mm-hmm. men don't want to have a conversation, so not black men, but we, <laughs> we acknowledge it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's in the world though. When you're in the, As soon as you become a Christian, preference. What? <laughs> what is a preference? I'm led by the spirit. I have... I don't only see, God I can tell don't me. see colour. <laughs> I see spirit. I see spirit. <laughs> <laughs> do you not understand i can only decide based on spirit like i actually can't as i'm walking life. right now i'm blind <laughs> it's just the spirit showing me <laughs> it's leading me to people yeah i happen to be drawn to these people but yeah. it's not because of what they look like i don't think they're pretty actually i don't think anyone's pretty. pretty i actually don't think anyone you know you know it may go day those are things of the <laughs> in the image of god in the, the image beauty. of god that's the only beauty i no. see mm. <laughs> like come on just cap it's just cap and the thing is we have to acknowledge colorism Mm-hmm. and even no pigmentocracy so. and colorism and how that plays out within the global church because mm-hmm. it does it does it does and it it will continue to mm-hmm. because and let me 
I want to say arguably. <laughs> I know there's a point coming. I see it. Because of the Bible. Mm, but who wrote the Bible? Do I need to leave the podcast again? You know what? When it says King James, I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> oh, sorry. Who is, is King James? James? And why was For he... you to be compiling, the, or I guess he didn't do it, but he did, they yeah. compiled it for him. Who are you? Mm. Even the fact that this thing is in English, sometimes I'm like, mm. <laughs> bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> bad vibes. <laughs> bad vibes. <laughs> everything in English is bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. And the thing is, yeah, and then you guys are probably thinking the Bible. Yeah, you're a Christian. I think, mm, you the should Bible. know that the Bible is truth, inherent truth. Yeah, but let's let's read some of the definitions of what Bible because b- biblical feminism mm. really points towards a white woman. Does it? Okay, not all the time, not consistently. But in some... I want to hear some of these. Some cases... Mm. Not white women. Sorry. I should say, not to white women, but people's perceptions of, of, white, what, they... of what white women are versus black women. Mm. So in terms of the words, um, a lot of the time when talking to women, or talking about women in the Bible and how they should be, mm-hmm. it's called gentle, virtuous, mm. white. Like this image of purity, whiteness, if that makes sense, that we see... Even the, when it's not talking about in re- reference to women, the mm-hmm. idea of white and lightness mm. being godly and darkness mm-hmm. being the devil and evil, that's imagery throughout the Bible already, anyway. You that's think of, black and white. Yeah, that's literally. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> 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 this podcast is a joke. This episode, this whole episode is a joke. But go on. <laughs> but the whole first John, second John, third John, read them all the whole time. It talks about lightness and darkness, mm-hmm. and even um, the book of John. Yeah. In I love that as my like my one of my favorite books in the Bible. The first chapter Same. is literally talking about darkness can't consume light, light. but light can consume darkness. Basically, mm-hmm. that's what it's talking about, and that whole idea of Jesus coming and being the light and being this idea of whiteness lightness mm-hmm. brightness being even jesus coming on a white horse yeah. and and always conquering green conquering darkness. the darkness <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> it's, it's a little it bit problematic be, yeah you can def if you interpret a lot of those things matter of factly Factly, yeah black people are just not um <laughs> we're not it <laughs> we're not the one no even being so put in white written. robes, you mm. know, like this whole idea of whiteness, yeah, is used continuously, not necessarily to, to refer to a race. I want to make that clear. No, it's not referring to race, but it doesn't just stop when it comes to imagery. It seeps into how you view people mm-hmm. as well. And then, like I said, then you, in addition to that, you have these descriptions of what a woman should be: is gentle, virtuous, um. Meek, I like meek. Yeah, meek. They use meek a lot. Um, There's um, nurturing. N- yeah, and self-controlled, submissive. We're seeing all of these kind of work. Not slanderers or slaves to too much wine. Prudent. Prudent. Now, can a black person be all of these things? A hundred percent. Yeah. But the the problem is, is in society that's not how black people are portrayed mm-hmm. or ca- 
No, no, you're gonna try. Yeah, not even perceived, but we don't, we're not seen to have the capacity to be those things in mm, time. Okay. Mm. So even think about it. This is throwback version. Scary Spice. Because <laughs> she had an you afro. Can't, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's very boisterous. Yeah. What made her scary? Um, and why was her word the only word that prints? Was, yeah, and why was her word the? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. No, but her no. word is also not them calling her an animal. Not them calling. Brianna, it's true though. She was always in like a leopard print, or a t- maybe not always, but most of the time not she's in really garish an colors, animal. big afro. Even there's one time her boots were just massive. I was just like, why are you stomping all over the place? <laughs> It's just very yeah. Because then, because this, and the reason why I say this, yeah, is because you guys think, oh yeah, but black women can be gentle. They can be, and of mm-hmm. course they can. But when you think about how society has equated our features, mm. even physical, Afro hair, untamed, mm. curvy bodies, yeah, wild, just wild, or really athletic Raunchy, bodies, yeah, just masculine, really masculine, really strong. We don't have time to be soft and meek. Should be out there working. And this is what the thing is because I was saying I spoke to I was speaking to Maddie, my our friend, on the phone the other day, and um and I wrote it down exactly what I said because I knew I was going to forget it. But I said um, social economic disparities don't give black women the opportunity to be what the Bible describes, even like working mm. at home. If most black men are in prisons. Mm. Who is working to feed the kids and to take care of the bills? So true. It's you've just reminded me of something. I was I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how a lot of black women are being <clears throat> encouraged also, to go for high. I just want to say men. not 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 all um black men are oh, in prisons. Uh, sorry, I just want to just not the moment you said that I thought, wait, okay, that's an America yeah, yeah, a very yeah, heavy America yeah, thing, but yeah. you get yeah, either you get the way, point. there's still I think across Vacant the Western men, world, yeah. yeah, you still have absentee fathers. Yeah. And that's still a thing. Your mother can't be soft mm-hmm. and the breadwinner and yeah. the one that has to take yeah. you to school and do all these things. Yeah. It it hardens mm-hmm. a person to 100%. have to carry so much and to raise children yeah. like that. Um but I was listening to this podcast where they were talking about high value men and mm-hmm. how to to get them mm-hmm. and a lot of the things were also like you know you need to be able to be physically attractive be pretty be all these things mm-hmm. things that just cut off a lot of yeah. black women or mm-hmm. you know you have to be you have to be thin you can't be too big mm-hmm. <laughs> um but they said something about also being feminine mm. and a lot of the conversation about being feminine is about being soft mm. like be vulnerable enough to be <clears throat> to to need things from a man do you know what i mean and nope. I, I think of a lot of the black women that I've grown up with. I think about my mother who um, raised me and my siblings basically as a single mother for a long time. She couldn't rely on anybody. So she had to be self-sufficient. And that clashes with this idea of femininity that's being portrayed because you have to be submissive. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to um, let, you know, the Bible says the God is the crown of the man and the mm-hmm. man is the crown over the, the woman. woman. If there is no man, who's my mm. crown? I have to who's crown my myself covering? to survive. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So a lot of black women have had to step up mm. just to survive and just mm. to, to create a foundation that is solid for their families and their children. Yeah. But that's in direct opposition yeah. to what it means, to what people say anyway, means 
being a feminine. truly feminine and the thing being is that it's, soft person it's even like when you go back right to the start of the bible let's go right back to genesis hmm. eve was created to be a helper mm-hmm. now the thing is we then base a lot of what women were supposed to be based on eve right mm-hmm. so if she's supposed to be the helper that straight away is like okay well she's not leading anything she's not the one da-da-da-da. but there's adam there is a head there is yeah and i'm not even talking about when just a man is vacant physically because men can be physically there i saw a tweet let me tell you something i'm there are so many side notes on this podcast i'm so sorry but this tweet was this week this girl's in a hospital mm-hmm She's in the waiting room and she sees this woman who has like a young child that's still like breastfeeding age, mm-hmm. but they can still toddle around. I don't know what age mm-hmm. that might be. And this woman is like breastfeeding. Then the child gets up, starts running around. Mm-hmm. She's chasing the child around. She's playing with the child. She's doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And this girl's just been observing mm-hmm. just for eventually they call up this woman and her son. And the husband has been sat next to her the whole time, but just on his phone. And she's been running around. She's been like, you know, yeah. kids are so, they take up so much energy. The whole time, the only person interacting with, with that boy was the mother. Mom. That she was like, I can't believe there was a man there the whole time. So there's a way to be absent where you're completely physically there. physically there. Yeah. Especially in a society that tells you that men only have to provide financially. Yeah. They're like, oh, I, I am present. Money. Roof. <laughs> and this, this is, is me. All of this is And me. this is what my thing is because this whole idea of femininity is based on first there being some form of masculinity. There has to be a balance. But the the, the masculinity came first, right? Mm. This biblical masculinity is what's in Adam. instructed first. Even not even just in Adam, but when you actually read Titus and the verses that talk about femininity, mm. before it always comes this masculinity and what men should be because of what men are women Mm -hmm. then feed into those slots and make up that hole but when men and this is not this is not a men hating podcast it's It's not it's not sound like that but it's not (laughs) but when men aren't that thing women make up what they're yeah. not and in this, in this society today you think i can go into a relationship and expect not to work and pay my share and some people may say oh but that's not you fulfilling your godly role or your what the bible ascribes ascribes mm-hmm. for women because we see in the throughout the bible mm-hmm. through jesus mm-hmm. there's always a balance yeah jesus is strong mm-hmm. jesus is everything he's the savior you know he's the prince of, he's come as this it's massive that, yeah. savior he's come to complete everything that the father mm-hmm. who's as masculine also mm-hmm. like but jesus is also feminine in a mm-hmm. lot of ways he's nurturing you know? yeah he is loving yeah his loving kindness is beyond anything we can mm-hmm. think or comprehend he's kind mm-hmm. he's um jesus is soft yeah. i think when you read john which is also my favorite book yeah, yeah you see so much of jesus's heart yeah um and where he's praying for his disciples and he's mm-hmm. praying for um the world before he leaves there's so much heart to it mm. that you wouldn't ascribe to masculinity yeah so even within jesus there's that balance of so it's both. not that women are stepping out of what the bible tells them to, to be, be when they have to do the masculine yeah it's that they're trying to do, do that, that balance, balance themselves, themselves yeah. but god hasn't asked us to be both things yeah he wanted us to be complementary yeah. but where Ooh. one is missing we also have the capacity to, to, be, to be both, both yeah. it just means that then yeah. men think oh but yeah, yeah if i come into it now you have to just get rid of all that masculine mm-hmm. and just be submissive and i think that's why that we push back against that so much yeah because women we have to work now we have to do all these things yeah and it 
it's not because we're, we're we're hating men or we're rebelling against men but where you're absent as a helper as, as someone that i think when god designed women he really wanted us to crown mm. um a thing not the crown in the new cover um in yeah, the yeah, new yeah. testament but the helper was then to perfect his work yeah so if you're not going to if that base isn't there i as a thing that perfects can still get on yeah <laughs> i yeah. can still be okay yeah. i'm not completely whole in the way that god intended, intended. but yeah. i can still be self-sufficient mm-hmm. so there's just a whole i feel like christians sometimes we we struggle to just understand mm-hmm. the the complexities and how jesus um moved and how yeah. we are supposed to follow him even if we're man or women mm. and so there's a lot i mean i can i can go on for days but there's a lot about that masculine feminine thing and what the bible describes that i just think could be more finely studied and written. and i think that i agree and i also think that the problem a lot of the time is we don't see why this is a problem because the, i think mm. in, within the church at least within the christian circles because we understand that biblically this is a thing and then mm-hmm. but the reason why it's problematic and i'm seeing it be problematic and i have a real issue with singleness or young women purity conferences or preaching that is specifically to that target group of people single young women for the most part that it encourages you forgetting the nuances of people in general cultural differences because that's another thing with culturally depending on where Mm -hmm. you are in the world what you should be as a woman is different so a lot of these things have this idea of, oh, guys will be more attracted to you mm. if you're a bit more submissive, quiet, gentle, mm. like meek. Oh. If I just change my voice, speak softly, speak softly, ASMR. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then I will become more attractive to mm. a person. But there's a few problems with that. One, Many. naturally, black women have deeper voices than white women. Mm-hmm. And two, once i then do attract this man now say we even get to the point of marriage when i need to be myself when i get angry am i gonna sound like a roaring lion god no do you get what i mean like it just doesn't make sense and this whole idea of like and i understand there's a level of letting you know but at the same time women are we can't all be just one thing and it just doesn't make sense and i think this is where I think obviously like culture comes into play, but also just like nuances in people. Like mm-hmm. there's just some people that are more naturally introverted. Some yeah. people that are naturally more extroverted. So all extroverted women are attracted to, attractive to biblical men. Like, mm. no. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I feel like sometimes these kind of conferences encourage that kind of behavior of just, and also why is it that women have to work so hard to be attractive to men in the first place? Do you get what I mean? Like, why are we doing all of this to be attractive to a man? Do you get what I mean? As opposed to just, even if we thought this was biblical, this is what we should be. Do you get what yeah. I mean? It's, it's all in the teaching though, yeah. isn't it? Like, even as you're asking it, I'm thinking of what I've been taught mm. um, from, from childhood. Mm. Like, you know, the Bible says, he that finds a wife. Mm. So your job is to just be, be open to being found. <laughs> but then that <laughs> means you, be. yeah. <laughs> but then you want to be the 
like you know this if, option if, if, you can yeah, be if i'm trying to be found yeah. i might want to shine a bit more yeah. than the others yeah and that that spirit of is, yeah oh you have to do things to stand out yeah. which might mean do less and be mm, quiet, quiet because yeah. then he'll think oh he's this mysterious girl look at that yeah, yeah. she's soft she's yeah. she's yeah. she's gentle my it's so interesting my mom said to me recently she was like um she actually ruined my vibe because mm. i was i was in a really good mood i was mm. running around it was my sister's wedding and my mother goes she's trying to i told you about my stalker right oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 she's like oh you know she's about to go into the stalker thing mm. and she was like um you know you're just so strong hmm. and you're just so like okay yeah she was like you're just so together mm-hmm. and i feel like i really miss like the soft you like i wish you could be just a bit softer and just a bit gentle and i was like ah. Mm. Uh-huh. Huh, we're gonna have to come back. I haven't actually discussed it with her. I was like, we have mm. to come back to that. Because mm. I, I thought, what exactly? Mm. Because you didn't you... go and study law <laughs> mm. to be, yeah. And also, you didn't go it's through in the all context this... of her wanting me to Find consider man. this yeah. man yeah. that she's she's told my mother. Sorry, guys, my mother has told her friend hmm. that I will marry her son. I don't get. Why I've now met do... this son. Yeah, and he's, he's he's a bit. He's a bit He's yeah. a bit much. Yeah. Many calls. I had to block him. Like that kind of yeah. Yeah. pushy behavior. And I was trying to, I actually had said to her, mm. he's doing a lot of this, this, this. But because I was pushing back in that mm. sense, she was like, this isn't soft. Mm. This isn't gentle. So black women, we can't even have that voice because immediately it looks yeah, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it isn't. And I wonder, I mean, I'm just thinking that now. I wonder if in another world, another universe, I'm a white woman and I'm like, oh, I don't like this guy. He's pushy whether people will look at that and yeah. be like, oh, you're not being soft. Or they'll yeah. just be like, oh, it's okay. He, he's you need to be protected. Yeah, yeah. So he's oh. probably too much. Um, so it's just in so many ways that we're taught about these things. Mm. And the justification is, you know, the Bible says mm. you'll be found or um, a woman is, is enterprising and prudent in this way, mm. but not in the way that black women no, do it. It's yeah. too aggressive. So it's too, there's too much grab yeah. behind it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's too much energy. And that's just culture. Prudent yeah. could be a lot of things. Mm. Wise could be a lot of things mm. in ac- across different races. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be white. Mm. I don't remember how we got to this tangent, but... Yeah, I think I want to wrap up. But I want to say this. What I love about the Bible is as much as these descriptions are here, Proverbs 31, mm. complete contrary to this stuff and it blows it out of the water really mm. because the proverbs 31 woman really is a woman a go-getter she is she has a voice she's looked up to she's mm-hmm. admired you know and like just to find i found the um bit where it describes her proverbs 31 31 and it says an excellent wife who can find mm-hmm. she is far more precious than jewels the heart of her husband trusts in her. Mm. He will lack. He will have no lack of gain because of her. Is referring to her being that reason. Yeah. Um. She doesn't good, not harm all the days of her life. It talks about her. Um. She brings food from afar. She is the go getter. Yeah. She is the breadwinner. There's a, there's a part in there about I don't know what version it is, but it says she considers. It's like she considers her investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she she picks a plot of land to buy. But yeah, she considers a field and, and buys it. Mm-hmm. And the fr- with the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She is actively working. Yeah, she's a bad bee. She's a bad bee. That's the bad. That's the baddest, <laughs> the baddest bee. bee there is. 
I, I love the Proverbs 31. And I love that it's taught a lot, mm-hmm. to be honest. If we're being, if we're giving the church's credit where yeah. it's due in some places. Is, yeah. There's definitely more in this age than probably previously. More emphasis on being the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't also tied to the fact that there's a man that you will earn well, yeah, at the end yeah, of it. it. Yeah. Um, because he's supposed to find you and you bring him back. Yeah. And it says, even here, it says she's... She is not afraid of snow for her household, for mm. her household are all covered in scarlet. Beautiful. Love that for her. Scarlet is like, um, is it what's in, is it called purple in other versions? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's purple, yeah. There's Which is very that. expensive. That was yeah. a very expensive, like, colour to yeah. get back in the day. Um, and it, does, it, it doesn't really... The thing is with this scripture is it talks a lot about who she is, kind of in response to her husband, but not really. It just talks about who she is and what she's about. And I like that because then often when it gets mixed with what the guy should be doing, that's when you see the woman kind of being, yeah, downplayed. But this is about, and I think this is the truest reflection of what a biblical woman in 2021 should be. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 31. Basically, she's about her business. And if her husband finds her, when her husband finds her, it's all Gucci. Yeah, literally. (laughs) But in this scripture, I just think it's beautiful. Some of the yeah. stuff that it says, um, I'm not going to read all of it. She opens her mouth with wisdom. Mm. Not she is silent. Like, were you yeah, silent? No. Or were you silent? Were you silenced? <laughs> so pretty privileged is trying to silence. But People. what it's saying is, not that she kept silent, but she opened her mouth. Yeah. But when she did, it wisdom. was wisdom that came out. Mm-hmm. And teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Not that she didn't Beautiful. speak. Yeah. And I think that that, that's a wrap that's sweetheart. a that's a wrap <laughs> that is a rapidly wrap oh my goodness <laughs> no but i honestly think that's the truest reflection of what biblical women should be yeah and i don't think there needs to be anything more added to that no. and you know what's funny is it doesn't really talk about you know because the bible says don't be adorned in braids and all of this stuff and i'm like black woman needs a braid she needs a braid mm-hmm. and a bit of gold <laughs> yeah yeah it's true i actually remember that scripture like, yeah like gold though yeah i know what does it say let me find the extra scripture um don't let don't let your adorning be in, in external things mm-hmm. the braiding of hair and putting of gold jewelry oh but that's the thing it says don't let your adorning be like yeah solely so that. you can yeah yeah yeah. No, if no, no, i no. said it's the side yeah you know, the little coleslaw on the side i can do a bit of you know have some braids yeah <laughs> it says don't be of imperishable beauty mm. one thing i will say what version is it this that was esv i'm loving it <laughs> But <laughs> be of, but then it says be of gentle and quiet spirit. Mm. Spirit, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know I'm a lawyer. I will pick this thing apart. Dissection, <laughs> dissection. My, yeah, my spirit is always gentle. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> and what? I love that there's a little thread. Yeah. <laughs> and and. But yeah, no. Um it says in god's eyes that's very precious and i think that that's really what's important here yeah um prettiness fades as well that's you, another thing not for black people let's be honest black don't crack black does not crack unless you say all that's matter. what he meant when he's an imperishable is that imperishable <laughs> i'm choosing to take it that way i mean you apply it to yourself Self. and if i happen to not be perishable, perishable. because i'm black sounds like a you problem sounds like you know yeah mm. But honestly, honestly, there's there's so much. I love talking about the ways that women are explored in the Bible because mm. it's it's so easy to think. Mm. You know, the Bible actually wants the silence. <laughs> silence. silence. 
women and wants them to just it's the hand think movement about men. that goes with it <laughs> we silent or we silent there's, there's just so much about and that women, is a thing because what we have to stop doing and this is the last point i want to make is we okay. have to stop being angry at black women for bringing it up or mm. women in general bringing up pretty privilege because it's like why why are we so upset when people want to call out things for what they are because you know people mm. get really upset about it because this is the way things are always are and it's like it's when you're fault. yeah it's not our fault or that's just the way that we've been conditioned to and it's like we have to bring up this stuff and this whole thing of us not being able to call out you like that person because they're lighter skinned or you're favoring that person because they're lighter skinned mm. it's like okay cool people feel like oh, you've been shouting this for ages we're sick of hearing it you guys are so loud mm. but if any other group of people shouts about things or calls out in inequality it's like okay cool like yeah. we'll hear it from them we'll hear it we'll give it a floor but when it's us it's that like we're tired, man. You guys are always shouting about something. You're never happy. Yeah, and that it's needs like to change. That has to change. The reason why we're never happy is because on every every side we're being oppressed. Yeah, and it like last thing I promise. And it reminds me of um, a lot of the time when we're talking about, especially as black women, when we're talking about how race affects women and that intersectionality mm. with sexism and all of it. Um, someone said again Twitter because that's where I live. Um. Someone said, a lot of the times when there are other social injustices, mm-hmm. you will find a black woman pushing as well. Mm. And pushing and pushing. And so when the issue is black women, mm. you know, they're coming out with their inequalities. There's no one there mm. that does that same mm. thing. Like, yeah. even recently with Stop Asian Hate, mm. a lot of the interactions I could see um, and a lot of the pushing out from how it got to my TL, for example, mm. was because of black women. Mm. Um, and so we do a lot of that pushing, a lot mm-hmm. of that helping, and it just feels like it'd be nice mm-hmm. for that to be reciprocated when mm-hmm. it's our issue because we can yell within ourselves, but we need other people to amplify yeah, um, so that things can actually change. So it would just be nice to mm. get a bit of support. Yeah. And we love black men. <laughs> we love black men. We love black men. want to make that clear. We love Very black men. Very clear. We would like your support. Yeah. We don't want to exclude you. Yeah. Um, and become career. We understand that and when it comes to church at least, even though you're saved, your preferences don't necessarily change. And preference, we're not gonna get into that now because we're wrapping up, but preference is an interesting thing. But I would challenge you just to think about what your preferences are rooted in. Mm -hmm. Even if you you don't think they're gonna change and you don't think they're harmful, fine. But challenge yourself, Christian or not. Yeah. But specifically if you are a Christian too, because it's about the renewing of your mind, right? I was just gonna say that. To challenge yourself to question what those preferences are rooted in. Yeah. And whether yeah. you need... Because it, it's it's an effort to change these things. Mm. But the first is saying you need to change it. Yeah. So if you can admit that to yourself, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Mm. But it, ju- it does mean, like everybody else on the planet, you have things to work so on. Cool. Yeah. And that's it. But... Yeah. I'd like to apologise to the podcast for the amount of laughing that we've done Yeah, today. oh my gosh. Honestly, if you're listening on Spotify... I'm so sorry. At least on YouTube, you can see yeah, you can the see vibes. The but on Spotify, I don't know, like the cackling. Yeah, <laughs> it's too why plentiful. Why are they laughing? It's been great. Yeah. Tolly? I've enjoyed it. Thank you You've been one so of my much. favorite guests. I say you favorite. have to say that because I'm literally... I know, but there's so much more. That, I think you're going to have to come on again this year because I have so much more I want to Whenever talk to you about. you're ready. I literally had like five different topics I could have done with you. I just well, this one. we've done one. We've one down. One down. Four to go. <laughs> no, I, I love your podcast. Honestly, I love that... Um, because I listen, you know, I listen to mm. other Christian yeah. ones as well. And I just like how with the social saint, mm-hmm. it's a very real conversation. Yeah. Um, 
but you always, always, always inject scripture. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when, when you inject scripture, then I think, oh, that's maybe that's something for me to study this mm. week, or maybe that's something for mm. me to um, think about differently. And I, I like that element. I think yeah. you definitely are doing something that's entertaining and educational for mm -hmm. Christians, but yeah. even for people who aren't Christians, you're still able to have that real conversation. conversation so yeah. I just hope I've done that here. If not, percent don't have. worry, next episode. <laughs> I think I'm going to have fun just watching this back. Yeah, until, okay. Yeah. Good luck, good luck editing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I mean, I'm literally going to leave in all the laughing. So if you think I'm taking that out, no. Sorry, well, um, they just heard it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for joining us. Tolu, thank you. Where can we find you? Go on, you shout can, yourself out, mm, pick yourself up. See, this is the thing. I'm hiding from my employers and the stalker and my stalker i'll tell you about that after yeah but um you can find me on the internet yeah i think mainly just my instagram yeah. maybe mm -hmm. it's very complex because i'm hiding from my employers c h y n-a-i m-a-n xoxo gossip girl not the gossip girl part i'm gonna add it to the screen and yeah. i'll tag her on spot five but yeah but yeah thank you so much for having me thank you guys follow us on instagram at the social saint podcast yes. you can follow me on instagram at rian waters i'm a i'm a babe i'm a i'm a, a pretty babe, babe. <laughs> a, a nice picture recently <laughs> um but yeah follow us guys and you can find more updates and if you have anything to contribute to the conversation make sure you comment it below it's supposed Easy. to be a two-way interaction guys mm -hmm. so make sure you comment it below i want to know what you guys think message me on instagram let's start the discussion but thank you guys so much for joining us Tolu, thank you once again for coming on and yeah bye guys bye